The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh and a merry heart does make like medicine, and besides, they help the earth rotate. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. When you hear the news, just think of this. Lies! All lies! The life, life, life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because Dr. Oz was busy. Ha! There you go. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. (laughs) That's for sure. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, when sometimes as you're walking as a Christian, you think in the back of your mind, without really considering Scripture, you have to do everything perfect. Oh, well, that's wrong. Fortunately, I'm the only Christian that ever goes through that. Here's the bottom line. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we want you to be able to reach out. Here's a place where you can come together with other brothers and sisters, different backgrounds, different faith, all different faith in the sense of denominational, but all centering on this. Jesus Christ is Lord. We are relatives because we have the same dad. We have the same blood relative through Jesus Christ, and we drink of the same Holy Spirit. You might have a different approach to certain elements in in soteria, not in, in ecclesiology, in some kind of church function. We get it. That's okay. But what we're looking at is what King David said in Psalm 119 when he said, I am a companion to all them that fear you. That's what we're talking about. So we encourage you to be an encouraging, a blessing, and also dependent on one another, through prayer, through praise reports, through the opportunity for you to connect with other brothers and sisters, having them pray all over the state of Texas, the great state of Texas, and also people listening online in different states, and uh, we have found out even in different countries. Although I don't know if that's good or bad. I can't figure that out. The bottom line is we are a fellowship, and what we want to do is encourage each other as we see the day of the Lord Jesus Christ, his return, getting closer and closer. Not so much interested in your eschatology as you drawing closer to the Lord 
day by day. One of the ways you can connect with us is to reach out by phone. Now, if you reach out by phone, it's an amazing experience that you'll have. You call 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll talk to Captain Chris. Let me explain to you that when you make that phone dial, 972, unless you got a really old phone, then use the little ring thingies, 445-0770. You talk to Captain Chris, and that's like receiving a bag of pink ping pong balls. And then you will be... Should we bother to explain that inside joke at all, or how should we approach that? I like it the way it is. <laughs> There's 50 of them, just so you can know. 50 of them. Uh, also, you can text us 214 210 I want pink ping pong balls. That's 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. You can also email David at hemustincrease.org. That's David at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to send you up to the website. Two things to tell you right off the bat. One, there are free books on the website. I know people do not understand that, but there's two free books. You can go get them. It's all yours. Download them. You can copy, duplicate, do whatever you want. I don't care. Just do your best with it. And then the other thing is that's the place to give. And, uh, you know, I, you know I don't like talking about money, but we're low. How low can you go? You know what? I don't want to find out. So, hey, do us a favor. Go to the website. Do what you can to give. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Yeah, that's that's definitely somebody eating, uh, winning at a hot dog contest, right? It's 50 pink ping pong balls. Oh. <laughs> at some point, we're going to have to tell you. Now Eric wants to know about it. All right. So for those of you that don't know, so what we have between uh, Chris and I is a glass. There's this big glass that's in between us. And uh, so we have to kind of communicate. And uh, that little noise you might have heard in the background. So what we said is, well, you know, if you need to tell me that I'm forgetting to do a a, a, uh, trivia answer or I'm forgetting something, you got to get a hold of me. So if he just holds up a sign and I don't hear it, that doesn't do me any good because he's in that room, I'm in this room. It's a, there's a big sound difference, right? So he said, you got to get some kind of you know thing to throw at the window. And then my brother told me a joke when I was eight. <laughs> oh, yeah, you think I'm kidding. Uh, in a Miami hotel. Don't even, as I can tell you all about it. It was a joke about ping, ping pong balls. And the entire joke goes on for... 10 minutes. And the whole point of the joke is just to keep the person in suspense about this guy his whole life who wants pink ping pong balls. And finally, just before he passes away, his children, his grandchildren, his great grandchildren are like, Why do you want pink ping pong balls? And he goes, I want pink ping pong balls because. And then the joke, you go, and then he dies. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I reminded my brother, got the ping ping pong balls yesterday, took a picture, sent it to my brother. He sent me back a thing. He was just laughing because that joke's 50 years old, still so funny. And all it's about is driving somebody crazy by just keeping the joke going. But this way he can throw a pink ping pong ball and, you know. You thought you were tuning into something that was like, oh, this is Christian radio. Well, it's radio with us Christians. <laughs> How about that? That's that's a good way to do that. All right. Uh, we will do a prayer real quickly. I want to do a prayer for the U.S. and U.K. We'll go a little longer in this segment just because I'm in the mood. So let's do the prayer first. Let's collectively uh, join our faith. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for our country, the United States of America. We appreciate the gift you've given us in this country, and we ask you to let us keep it. If it will be within your will, within your structure, within your framework, we're not going to change what the plans are in the, in the ends of time. But we appreciate the graces you've given us, and we ask you to forgive us for taking such abuse against the land that you've given us with great gifting. We also pray for Ukraine, that there could be peace and an explosion of the gospel that really does take place, that makes a difference in people's lives. And that Ukraine would become a center for a gospel revival. It would be so awesome. We just pray these things because we know you can do it, and we leave them before you and lay them at the altar and say, please, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, let's, let's see. What are we doing? We're doing Read and Ramble, I think, on today. Today's Read and Ramble. Let's do a little Read and Ramble. Well, I'm ramming, 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 ramming. There you go. Just fill in the last little. All right, just leave it there. Here you go. We're in First John chapter three. First John chapter three, verse fourteen. And this is a wonderful but challenging element right here in verse fourteen. We know this is John the Elder writing before the before he does the book of Revelation. He's on the island of Patmos, way, 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 you know, close towards his end. Been an apostle for sixty years or in that range, and he writes this in in First John three fourteen. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Wow. This is a very powerful statement, and some people struggle with this. Here's what the statement is communicating, if we can just, you know, tear it apart for a second. We have confidence. We can be assured. We can understand the guarantee that we have passed from death to life. You're thinking, you're talking like the sanctification process, you're talking justification, you're talking glorification, kind of talking all of it, but you know the, the major component of this is passing from death to life is moving from this human realm, knowing that we're going into the next realm that's going to have a glorified body and can be completely different, and it's going to exist of eternity with streets of gold, with unbelievable things that the Lord has prepared for us, and we're excited about it, and that's the main thrust. And what it says is you and I can have a guarantee we can absolutely know, we can be absolutely assured that we have moved from death to life because we love the brotherhood. We love 
the brothers. And you're thinking, well, why would that possibly be? Here's why. Here's why. It's, it's, it's not even. Here's why. Because then we are loving who God loves and what God loves. And isn't that just the spark of wisdom? Let's love what God loves. Okay, that's a good idea. In other words, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. And so what the Lord says, and I know, and everybody will, you know, you know Dave, he summarized the commandments in the Old Testament. What did he summarize those commandments as? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And what did he say in John 13? He said, a new commandment I give you. Love one another. Now, I know the church has been... What is it? Derelict in duty? Is that is that the right phrase? Yeah, derelict in duty in, in promoting the new commandment. But it's a new commandment. You can't change it. You can't unbright it. So you have the summation commandments, and then Jesus gives you a new commandment, a summation commandment. Hey, love the brotherhood. Love one another. By this shall all men know you are my, my disciples, by your love one for another. It's not only honoring to God because you're loving that and who which God loves, but you're also witnessing in that love of his love. And it's like, that's important. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go yes. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, he reached down. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable, but then the show starts and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? These are church signs. Now, some of these are okay, but some of these are funny. So, uh, and, and we let uh, terrific TB, the ultimate uh, decision maker. Here it is. There's uh, 10 signs. We'll do them real fast. The first one, free trip. This on a church. Free trip to heaven. Details inside. Okay. Not bad, right? Not bad. Hey, 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 All right. Here's the next one. Try our Sundays. They're better than Baskin Robbins. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, 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 uh, this is funny because you got to hear it as I do it. Searching for a new look. Have your faith lifted here. Instead of facelifted. Hey, hey, Come on. Hey, 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 hey. All right. Uh, there's an ad for a church uh, with a picture of somebody holding two stone tablets where the Ten Commandments are. And it says, for fast, fast, fast relief, take two tablets. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, the restaurant next to the church put out a big sign that says, open Sundays. Uh, that's not a good one. Just skip that one altogether. Uh, having, okay. Having trouble sleeping? We have sermons. Come on in and hear. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Uh, come in and pray today. Beat the Christmas rush. <laughs> <laughs> 
while he's going Christmas. All right. Uh, this was on a sign in front of a church. Sign broken. Message inside this Sunday. <laughs> They're saying the sign broken. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, come work for the Lord. The work is hard. The hours are long and the pay is low, but the retirement benefits are out of this world. Okay, not bad, not bad. And uh, finally, if you're headed in the wrong direction, God allows U-turns. U-turns. Not bad, right? That's all right, right? It's pretty good. A little funnier than the clown ones. Yeah, (laughs) very funnier than clown ones. A little funnier than clown ones. I have to think that Try Our Sundays are better than Baskin Robbins. That's a good one. (laughs) That's what I like. Okay. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I love Thursdays. I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, you get to Thursday, and then you know there's a Friday, and then it's just what it's got to be. All right. Here is your first trivia question, Okay. Which really, really gnarly person in the Bible? Let me rephrase that. Which really, 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 really gnarly being in the Bible said, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Even with that kind of British accent. (laughs) All these things will I give thee if you will fall down and worship me. Who said that? In the Bible, if you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. So we have some people texting in. We have some people calling in. And if you want to know the whole joke uh, on the pink ping pong balls, I'll have to tell you some other time because it's 10 solid minutes of nothing that makes any sense whatsoever. Uh, We will, in the meantime, do our DNA now so that I don't keep feeling like there's pressure to do it later because I want to make sure that everybody gets it. And besides, as uh, as everybody knows, we have to do it on a regular basis. That's what I'm told. DNA stands for D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. And I mean not Richard Daly in Chicago. Daly is in every day of your life. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Just reading that this morning in some of my devotions, so it's fresh in my brain. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that other people's universes or lives matter to each one of us. Okay? We've got to stop being the... What is that with the little fish? What was it, Nemo? Where all those birds were like going, me, 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 me. We got to stop doing that. Okay? We got to do a better job. Okay? That's our DNA. Somebody's ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, how's it going? This is Doug. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing really good. You know, I'm I'm just I'm two weeks away from the big moment for my for the doctorate and I, I felt like today I am ready. <laughs> Which probably awesome. the, but it probably actually means I'm not. I'm just probably fooling myself, but I'm gonna try and stay in that the whole two weeks. <laughs> <Right on. laughs> All right, here we go. 
who, uh, what gnarly being said, all these things will I give you if you will fall down and worship me? Satan. That is correct, sir! And that's the same thing. Here's one of the things I find amazing. It's the same thing he's still saying today through the world, through the system, through everything. It's funny because when Jesus would do a healing, he would sometimes he would say, don't tell anybody, you know, go do this or go do this. In our society, it's like make sure everybody knows how great you are. And it's like that's the – it's like a self-worship, but then it's an indirect worship to Satan. It's like, wow, that's not good. Excellent job, brother. Very good. Thanks, man. All right. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Great job. Great job. Okay. So we got our DNA. We got that done. All right. So this part, I'm going to – again, I'm never good enough. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody's good enough to teach what the word is. I'm just – but we will do our best to communicate it and use it. Listen to this in 1 John chapter uh, 3, verse 14. We just did. We know we passed from death to life because we love the brothers. The one who does not love remains in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no eternal life, that eternal life does not reside in a murderer. Hold on. Look at the next verse. By this we know what love is. Jesus laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Now, let's understand what it means when it says no murderer has eternal life. It's not murderer as in something that was done in the past. It's current and active. In other words, you know, past murderers like, get ready, Moses, David, King David, Paul, they committed murder, but they are in the forgiveness track. But they don't currently or weren't currently operating. They did it and they got challenged and so on. In other words, what the scripture is trying to say is you can't be currently in this position where you currently hate the people of God, the people of the kingdom of God, even if you disagree with them. What's the word I'm going to look for? Vehemently. I mean, even if you really like, that's just so wrong to believe that, the, you know, that, that, we're going to have seven years and then this, or that's so wrong to believe that we're not going to have a rapture, or that's so wrong to believe that you have to, you know, dunk them, or so wrong to believe that you can, it's like, those are all the weirdo kind of bizarre, stop, okay? Look, there are essential doctrines, stand in those. It is amazing to find out that the majority of division amongst Christians is less than 3%. When you get into the specific doctrines, it's like it's amazing. It's like really, it's like three out of a hundred things you don't agree on, and through that you can't fellowship. Oh, that's ridiculous. But what the scripture is saying is you can't have hate in your heart for the brotherhood, because then you're hating who God loves. It's like how dumb is? Let me say that nicer. That's a bozo. No, no, don't do that. And then the scripture goes on and says this, and listen to what it says. By this we know what love is. Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Hey, the world has many definitions of love, and most of them are pretty ridiculous. Scripture gives you a great definition of love. Look what Jesus did. His example defines what love is. Oh, well, what is it that Jesus did? What did he do? What did he do? He gave himself up for others. Well, there you go. And then it says we ought to lay down our lives. Now that lay down our lives, people are like, was that is that literal? Can be, sure. 
But you you know that the bigger issue for most people, they won't lay down their finger, let alone their lives, to help somebody else out because that's somebody else and I'm still taking care of me and my own. I was like, that's the problem. And that's what the scripture's challenging. And John's like, well, you can't do that. That's not how God operates. And he's not speaking from a, from a weakness of authority. This guy is speaking with the huge amount of authority. And so it, 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 everything that he's writing is directly for us to engage with. By this we know what love is. Jesus laid down his, light, his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. There ought to be something inside of us that understands John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. See how this loving is connected to this sacrificial giving part? You, you, I understand that we're trying to do the best we can for one another within our families. I totally get that, totally support that, and we are supposed to. But it's not to the exclusion of helping others. That's, that's the thing, okay? It's... It's all together. I mean, Jesus really poured it into the 12. And then we know he poured it into the 70 because there was a kind of a secondary group that was he really poured it into uh, uh, Peter, James, and John. But so he had the three, then you had the 12, then you had the 70. But he also ministered to thousands and thousands and thousands. So we got to be more inclusive in who we're touching, who we're blessing, who we're encouraging, who we're helping. I find it amazing. I did my devotions today in the Jesus doing the 4,000 feed. And we'll probably talk about this in, in a little bit. But So Jesus takes the, the stuff, the food. They only, and this one, in the 4,000, they only had seven loaves. Jesus takes the, the seven loaves. And then he gives them to the disciples. And then they give them to the multitude. So it goes Jesus, disciples, multitudes. That's how it's supposed to go. And so as we are connected to Jesus, we as his disciples become the extension of what he's doing to other people. That's it. It's like, wow. He's laying that out in the gospel straightforward that we would be thoughtful, mindful, and careful, full of care, not cautious, full of care, careful, full of care for other people. For our brothers and our sisters in the faith, that's, that's, that's what it is. So when you're praying for people like in this audience or people that you've heard on the radio or people you know, or, you know and what I'm praying, it matters because it matters to God. So then it matters to us. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. Okay. First John's a whale of a book, isn't it? I didn't say Jonah. I said First John. Okay. Whale of a book. Okay. Pink ping pong balls. That's all I got for you. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Thanks a lot for all the blessing that you give me. Thanks a lot for all the ways that you have What is the David Spoon experience? So you know what David did? He asked God again. And how did God answer? He answered him. God didn't go, oh, you asked me twice. 
strike you with lightning, strike you with lightning. It's like, that's not how this works. So the scripture says in 1 Samuel 23, 4, go check out your Bible. Once again, David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered him. It's like, go, 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 go do your thing. Go, 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 go. It's okay to inquire more than once, even if there's an answer that you've got, because sometimes we look for reassurance and clarity and for comfort and from eliminating hearing mistakes. We're not trying to irritate God. We're not trying to fight against his will. We're not trying to be uh, disobedient. The Lord knows that. See, I think what happens is we'll do something. It'll be sincere action. Then somebody else may hear about it or you mention somebody and the way they interpret it is different than the way God interprets it. When I come before the Lord and he says, go do this, and I come before the Lord again and do one of those, are you sure? (laughs) You know, kind of thing. That's not me trying to be bad. And this is the same kind of thing that happens when you get into the 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 people that that uh, you know one group in Christianity is like you know you can't you, you can't ask for signs and ask for signs at all because it shows that you either have no faith or you don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. Well, first of all, that's not true because God gave signs all the way from Genesis to Revelation, so that's just silly. The other part of that is people asking for signs like Gideon were just like going, okay, I'm just trying not to mess this up. Right? What Jesus rebuked was the people asking for a sign to prove he was the Messiah. That's substantially different than asking God, uh, I, I just need to know I'm not doing this dumb. Right? I mean, and that's why what we do is we kind of pour into these rules and these reasonings, and it's like, you know what? Don't do that. Come before the Lord, be yourself. You know, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to posture before God. He already knows. <laughs> it's like it's like you know. I just want you to know. I'm not going to look up right now. Now, if you really feel that way, that's fair. But don't do that because you're trying to impress God. Because He knows you're trying to impress Him. So then, don't do that. Just tell him what's going on. Share your heart. Share your feelings. One of the things that I see about prayer, and this is a true statement. Some people say, well, people pray to get things changed. Uh, it's maybe better to say that we pray so that God changes us. That might be more accurate so that we get into a surrender or a, a, a yielded position. It's not that you can't have faith, not that you can't pray, but um, what I'm talking about is coming and yielding and going, Just I'm just trying to get the clarity. I want to know what I'm doing is what you want to do. I think it's a, a very important element for people who are seeking wisdom just to be as earnest and honest as possible. If the Lord grants you a sign, the bigger problem about that is most of the time, like for Israel, they didn't believe it anyway. 